You're listening to Unite Oak Park with today's special guest, Lucia Robinson. Hello, I'm John Paulette, and my guest today is Lucia Robinson, who is a candidate for village trustee here in Oak Park. Hello, Lucia, and welcome. Hi, John. It's nice to speak with you again. You know, Lucia, I've been really interested in a word that you've been using in your campaign, and it's a word we don't always associate with politics or government governance. The word is compassion. And I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about what that word means to you and why you think it's important. Sure. And so in my view, compassion is really the framework for good leadership and more specifically, the qualities that compassion requires. Listening, serving those in need and rebuilding trust are really the pillars of good leadership and moreover, the type of leadership that we need right now as we enter into a phase of healing, healing from COVID, healing from healing our planet, and really restore trust in government, um, trust in law enforcement. Compassion-centered leadership is, is really a departure from the traditional perspective of political leaders, but I think it, it's one that we really need to employ in this current political climate. You, know, you mentioned three things there. Uh, the first one was listening. Can you help us a little bit? Uh, should you become a uh, one of the village trustees? What does listening look like to you? How does that affect you and the community? Yeah, so compassion is is really, it's one of the three things that compassion is centered on. And first and foremost, it is listening. Listening is actually the first step in having a constructive conversation really about anything. But more importantly, in our political conversations, if they're going to be productive and solution focused, they really need to start with listening on the part of our leaders. And this has really been one of the core principles of my campaign since I began running for trustee. And that is that trustees should listen and then lead. And this is really, I think, the first step in introducing compassion into our political framework. Um, the second thing I mentioned is uh, genuine care and concern for others. And this means a focus on the needs and perspectives of other people. And it's really critical to addressing disparities, either in privilege or socioeconomic status. It's um, critical in addressing equity issues. And it's really the rejection of a leadership model that is based on a desire to obtain power and sort of restore um, a very structured sense of order. What it is instead is it develops leaders that are truly focused on serving the community and letting that really guide the conversation. Um, and it's really a recognition that leaders' role is one of service. And then um, lastly, as sort of the third pillar of compassion in politics would be trust building. When we operate from a perspective of compassion, we actually encourage even greater per participation in the political discourse and segments of our community who either may have been excluded from the discussion um, can feel comfortable to come forward and participate. And so, and it's not about speaking on anyone's behalf because I don't really think that's what we want. I think instead it's about creating a space where underrepresented, underrepresented individuals can speak in their own voice which ultimately leads to more comprehensive representation 
as voices that have previously either been silenced or even maybe discouraged can now be heard. You know, I think you're you're expressing that really well because it strikes me that there's a difference. Oh, what's the word we put with it? Sometimes people think compassion is a synonym for pity or taking right. care of somebody else, but that's not what you're saying, is it? No, it's not. And and as important as it is to define what compassion is, it's equally important to define what it's not in this context. And and what it does not look like is it's not just simply being nice or feeling um, sympathy for others, but instead it's really the courage and the strength to look at the pain or struggle that our neighbors and fellow community members may experience to the extent even that those experience, experiences may differ from our own. Um, you know, and so acknowledging pain in the community can sometimes be difficult and uncomfortable, but this process I think challenges our own perspectives and beliefs and, and really calls us to do something that's much more difficult than just feeling sympathetic. It really calls us to think beyond our own individual um, experiences. And I would also add that it's, not about avoiding tough conversations or disagreements. You know, while we move through our current election cycle, addressing hard policy issues, particularly for a diverse electorate like Oak Park, is difficult. And compassion-centered politics can give us a roadmap so that those conversations can be productive and not divisive or polarizing. What are some of those tough issues that you think we're facing that you would really like to be able to address in a compassionate way? Yeah, I think so. A couple of issues kind of garner that that top spot, I think. Um, and, and they include issues that surround um, certainly law enforcement and the recent conversations about how we fund our local law enforcement. I think what's also true is um, budget issues. You know, budget issues, I think, Sometimes it seems to be an odd topic to introduce a compassion-centered dialogue, but really a lot of the village's budget issues are centered on what the needs of the community are. And so it, it actually fits quite nicely in the context of, of that kind of conversation. Um, and so those are, are two examples that I think I would say really share, um, share a top spot in terms of the kinds of issues that compassion-centered politics can be more productive in. You know, the, the third pillar uh, in your explanation of compassion had to do with building trust. Is that one of our challenges in Oak Park right now? Trust? Yeah, I think it can be. And I think trust can sometimes get at um, the issue of transparency. And as we, as we think about what transparency means as we head into the new term, you know, I think it's about... Um, I think it's about being accountable and sort of helping community members understand the decisions that are made at the village board and really producing that information, not in a way that just sort of gives it, you know, en masse to the community, but that really gives it in a way that's understandable and that, you know, in a way that people want to absorb and digest the information. And so it's, it's also it's sharing the information, but it's also doing it in a format that people can get can um, where it's accessible to them and where it's also understandable. You know, as I listen to you, and I'm familiar with, and I try and follow closely, you know, issues about 
taxation, about the uh, police, about housing, about development. But what I hear from Lucia Robinson is a real focus on the people and the effect that these things have on, on the people. Am I reading you right? Yes, yes. I think that that's definitely true. You know, we've traditionally used political discussions to inform or persuade or even garner support in the political sphere. And I think we've, as a democratic society, long held to the belief that hearing all sides of an issue is an important way to understand the issue itself. And so, you know, political discourse is a way for candidates to be transparent about their policy and intentions so that voters can understand who they're voting for. But then even after the election, they can hold them accountable to their campaign commitments. Is there something about your background or kind of your place in life you think that brings you to this view that it's really about people, it's about persons? Yes. So I think I think there would be a couple of things that that kind of ring true in my background. You know, I'm a longtime Oak Parker having grown up in this community myself and then choosing to return here to raise my own children um, and having, you know, one of my oldest children teach in the local high school. This really gives me some very deep roots in this community. And it, it gives me a perspective of Oak Park that's really a broad perspective. And so I know what Oak Park has looked like over the span of a number of years. And so I have sort of this great view and I know where it can go. And so I really see the potential for an improved discourse in our community. If you were talking to an individual voter right now and there was something you wanted them to carry away about Lucia Robinson, about what you would do to this for this community, what, what would that be? You know, it would be really my deep rooted commitment to, to this community and how much I really want to see Oak Park gain traction on some key issues. I want to see Oak Park not only gain traction on key issues, but do so though, so that we come through it in a way that this community is more unified and even stronger. You know, Lucy, I, I really appreciate the thoughtfulness of your approach. Uh, my background is largely in philosophy and Part of it was a medieval thinker by the name of Meister Eckhart, who's not that much known now. Interestingly enough, many hundreds of years ago, he said the single most important thing that we can bring to our society is compassion. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of hear that echoed again. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you Always again. a pleasure, John. Thank you. Your host for Unite Oak Park has been John Paulette.